Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Get The Belt. What's good guys? Hello, it's your host Miles. You know, Miles, 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 that's, that's my fucking name. Yeah, um, as you will be aware, I've been a bit MIA for the past couple weeks. Um, just going to start off by saying I had lost a couple of people and unfortunately I wasn't strong enough, like... Like, I just wasn't strong enough to come and do all of the things that I would normally be doing. So I took just some time to just, like, live a little bit and just, like, process that. Um, but I'm back now. I'm all good in the hood. Quick shout-out to any of the listeners that did message me or knew what had happened. Um, love that, you know, always appreciating the kind words and all of that. But enough of that talk. And let's just jump, let's just jump straight into the show with word of the week. You know, the part of the show that inspires us, teaches us some lessons, motivates us and all, all of that shit, all of that stuff. Uh, but before we get into that segment, I would like to say, if you are a fan of the show, please head over to um, iTunes and rate and comment and help out the show it goes a long way and if you're not subscribed subscribe your little blood clot and pass this show on to one of your brethrens you know um the show is for everyone um obviously a certain few will relate more especially those that you know season their food um and are not homophobic those people will probably laugh a lot more than you know the racists homophobes uh narcissists and cunts but you know it can also be other than humorous for those kind of idiots it can just be a, a teachable moment you know what i mean wicked well uh with that being said let's jump into word of the week So this week's word of the week is a little bit different. Normally, I would do a real eloquent something-something, uh, a real universal one. But I literally just had a friend call me. And we had like a quick little discussion. I had to be like, wait, 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 wait a minute. I'm literally in the studio. Like, I, can't, I, can't, I can't speak right now. But this word of the week is inspired by uh, my dear friend Kevin Shanti. Follow him on Instagram, Twitter, all the things. Very talented boy. Very talented man at that. Um, 
But you know, we, we were just like had a quick little catch up, and he was just like, "Listen, I am too good for Grinder." For those of you that don't know, do some research into the LGBTQ community, more so on the bi, um, gay, uh, non-straight man side. It's not to do the females. The females won't really be on Grinder. It's a place for 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 men and those that identify as a man. Um, yeah, so it's like a dating app for those of you that don't know. Um, often known for for sex, but you know you can find a friend, a gym buddy, whatever. It's not it's not everyday dick in your ass or wherever you want the dick. It's not all the time. But this word of the week is called "I'm too good for grinder," and that is because you need to know that you're the shit, basically. And often we know that we're the shit. You know, when you say I'm too good for like these apps, like, and we stay in, um, I need you to really use your brain with this word of the week. Because I'm going to say apps, but I mean spaces, environments, people. But let's, speaking on the apps right now, we'll be said, oh, I'm too good for this, but I'm hoping that I'm going to find someone like me there. And that is why you remain in these spaces that don't serve you, that don't elevate you, and that do doesn't provide you with the, 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 the things that you need that doesn't provide you with the nice things. Yeah, you might get a couple laughs, a couple kikis, and a, and a, but you won't get something beyond that. But you stay in these apps, in these places, in these relationships, in these environments, whatever the case may be. You stay there because you think, well, I'm here, so there must be hope. Sometimes you're the only you know, diamond amongst fucking pebbles. And sometimes it bees like that. And as and as much as you think, oh, but you know, I wanna enjoy this and maybe this, maybe that, sometimes remove yourself and surround yourself by other diamonds. It's a lot harder to get to somewhere where you are equally yoked and around people that are like-minded. It's very, very easy to be around trash, okay? It's very fucking easy to be around trash. And that will fuck up your psyche. You'll think, oh, yeah, you might even feel good, like, oh, like, I'm, the, I'm the cool kid here or I'm the fit one here or I'm the one with the most money and I'm the, I'm, I'm, I'm the shit here. But like, yeah, that, that is only feeding like, the worst part of your ego. You will not benefit, oh. You'll never know real joy in those places. Um... That, and that's not me saying I'm about to delete Grand and never go on again. But I am definitely going to be taking myself out of spaces, out of WhatsApp groups, out of like circle of friendships and th things of that nature that I find myself saying I'm, you know, I'm too nice for this. But I'm there, you know, because of some any wogga wogga excuses that I'm making to be there, to be on the app, to be in whatever space I am. So, yeah, this this word of the week, even though some of you, which I find still really surprising to this day, are straight that listen to this. I want you to say with your chest, like, I'm I'm too I'm too nice for grinder. And then just take that and apply it to your own life. Um, so yeah, especially this week, I really want you to think about the apps that you're using. And you know, a lot of us are on apps now because the, the clubs and the bars are shutting at 10, honey. They're kicking you out a quarter two, some of them. Not the black owned. <laughs> okay, not the black owned. But they're kicking, they're kicking us out. So we be on the social media a little bit more. 
and you know in 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 the DMs more or in like certain WhatsApp groups more than we would because you know we got the time now and I really want you to think every time you engage in these conversations in these spaces in whatever group of six you decide to you know uh, meet up with I want you to think are you are, are you the nice one there are you the nice one there if that's the case it's that group isn't doing anything for you it's not it really is not. And if you want to focus it clearly more on the apps, which you can do being dating stuff, if you think you're too nice for it, and that's not even just a, a, me being light-skinned. This is just me being like honest. Like, if you think you're too nice for it, come off of it for a bit. It don't need to be forever, forever, ever, and ever, ever. But definitely just withdraw for a bit, especially if you are if you find yourself saying, oh, I'm too nice for this, I'm too nice for it. That's because your higher self is letting you know you are too nice for this. That's why you're saying it, because it's the fucking truth. Do you get it? So this week, everyone, think about the circles you're in, think about the WhatsApp groups, think about your spaces, the energies you're around. And if you do find yourself saying, oh, I'm too nice to this or I'm hoping, I'm hoping, stop it. Remove yourself and go to somewhere where you'll go raw. I am not even too nice for this. When you're saying I'm not too nice for this, like I'm not nice enough, the gag is you are, but you're just in an uncomfortable, um, unfamiliar setting, uh, which is healthier, which is way healthier and will provide you with so much more that will that will help you to be happy to be successful in both like materialistic ways spiritual spiritual ways and yeah go somewhere where you where you don't feel like you're the big fish because if you're the big fish is where, where else is there to go but 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 where there's nowhere so yeah that is my word of the week that's my word of the week this week <laughs> So it's now time for Melanin Magnificence. My Melanin Magnificence this week goes out to a young girl uh, who's 13 years old, young black girl, by the name of Kalia Jones. Now, Kalia Jones is the direct... Beg your pardon. Oh, hola, my dear. Is the director... Uh, looking to becoming uh, the first black woman director, um, Oscar winner for an animated short film that she obviously directed. Uh, the film is called The Power of Hope. She recently did an interview, which I watched, and like the person that was interviewing her just went on to say, like, you know, you're so young. And in the credits, it was just incredible to see your name was popping up like uh, writer, she helped write songs, helped write the script. She did uh, the directing of it, she produced it partially, and it was just like, wow! Like, who has inspired you? And my girl went on to say, you know, I'm inspired by lots of people, uh, but in particular, um, powerful black women in creating. She went on to um, name Barack, not Barack Obama, because he's not a woman, but Michelle Obama. And also went on to say how she was inspired by Ava DuVernay. This is one of the reasons why, again, I have Melanin Magnificence. Because we need to see people of colour, black and brown people, in the spotlight. Because if we're not, if you don't see yourself like 
doing in spaces occupies occupying certain spaces you will you won't think it's possible uh so to have these women and that was just two of the many black um powerful women that she says she was inspired by those are only a few of the many that exist but unfortunately we still have to really really look for when they are out there in abundance you know this girl is 13 and directing oscar qualifying films like are you mad i've have i produced i don't know but i probably have produced something but i didn't even know i did but like that for me is inspirational um the film is about a young black girl who is uh like this like um kalia who is inspired by Michelle Obama uh, and wants to become an architect. Again, another field which I don't know any black, let alone black female uh, successful architects. To be fair, I don't really know many architects, but whatever. She, uh, that's her goal. That's what's what she, what she wants to achieve in life. She's inspired by Michelle Obama, so works hard to do it. She encounters some obstacles. One uh, prolific um, example is her mother falls ill, so she has to cope with um, being there for her mother, etc., etc. And I think she ends up be becoming the architect, but. I don't know. I've not seen the film yet. Um, if you Google, I don't think it's out yet. Um, it's got to have its Oscar qualifying screening in the next like, few weeks, I think she said, at a film festival in the States. Uh, and then I think once that has happened, it should be available to, I did probably stream, I can imagine. But yeah, just give it a Google. Go over to your to your browser, your nearest browser, a Chrome or a Safari, whatever you like to use. Um, and just look for Kalia Jones. Um, black director and the film is called The Power of Hope so big up to Kalia Jones 13 year old third producer, director, writer of Oscar nominated short film it's an anime as well so big up to you oh, these young black queens just out here doing it just doing it just killing it and you know what we love to see it um, so that is my melanin magnificence this week. So now it's time for the shit, the 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 goss. It's time for Miles Measures. Oh, so this week, this week, um, let's start with Meghan, Meghan Markle, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. So did you guys see on the, on the timelines that they are doing a Netflix documentary? Were you shocked by this? Were you shocked? I was. Prince Harry must really, is he Prince still? Because I know they've taken down their titles, to, to, stepped away from them. My guy Harry will always be Prince Harry to me, no matter what the fucking monarchy says. So Prince and Princess, um, well, Prince Harry and Princess Meghan. Um, yes, they have undertaken and signed a deal with Netflix. Now, it's portrayed as a reality TV show, which I was really thrown by. Like, I was I knew that Meghan, like, signed a deal with Disney. Not heard from that yet, but, you know, I'll keep an eye out. But I just know that Prince Harry, I digress, has got the monarchy and his family shook. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a whole royal, a British royal family member not only going and marrying black woman, 
but then saying, ah, I don't want these things that this this family are about. Um, I rebuke it. Uh, and then I'm going to move out. Uh, and then I'm going to move to the States. Yeah. And then I'm going to do a Netflix program. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I know Lizzie is shaking in her boots. I feel like that's why she spent so much time away from the UK. They say it's because of the pandemic, but... She, she she hasn't been in a castle. I feel like she's triggered by everything around her. She's thinking, oh my God, there's a picture of, of my grandson, you know. Oh my God, the one, that, the one that married the black and is now on TV and speaking the truth and friendly with black people. Oh my God. Oh yeah, I know he's definitely got them shaking. But yeah, they've signed this deal with Netflix. It's not going to be, after some research, it's not going to be a reality TV show. Uh, Megan wanted uh, to create something that highlights the... The poverty gap, um, environmental issues, and things of that nature, but with some, with something that lets us see a little bit more of who she is, which I think is really, really fair because obviously all we had in the past was her, you know, being fucked on suits and you know being this cutesy little like lawyer and that and then whatever the tabloids put out about her which was always awful and very driven by hate and racism so really we don't have anything that like is 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 her do you know what i mean i feel like us as the british public um we don't really we don't really know much which is admirable but i feel like obviously being a such a huge figure that she is um and prince harry to a certain extent well yeah and prince harry this netflix um show series i'm unsure will not only put out of of course like some of the work that they're doing around the world etc etc and highlighting um that one of the main themes was the poverty gap and obviously that is very much um driven by patriarchy white supremacy uh racism so it would be really good to hear not just her but him speaking on those things um whilst getting an insight into who they are it's not going to be a behind the closed behind closed doors and them arguing is never going to be keeping up with the with the k the kardashians um but I definitely think that they're going to allow us to see more of who she is without having, you know, the son telling us that she's a bitch and all of these things and that she's causing drama in the family. Like, ugh, she's just going to give us a nice, honest, you know, depiction of her while she's running around saving the world, like the little black superhero that she is with Harry by her side with some jollof. We love to see it. What else? Um, throwing it back, actually. So do you guys remember Channel U? I don't know about you, but I was raised uh, in Bristol until I was 10 and then I moved to Spain. And I had access to Channel U both in England and we had this like huge satellite that allowed us to pick up Sky like it was insane um so we i always used to watch me and my brothers and sisters always used to watch channel U. it had um you know all the old school grime artists on it uh hip-hop r&b like it was all relatable it was british it was british owned there were many like black people on there um it was just a bop like growing up like not all of it because i wasn't always into grime like that i'm not even gonna lie but i definitely remember like you know channel you being on and like hearing british voices in the background and it was very much a part of my childhood and i was introduced to like people like you know lethal bizzle and all of that like via that network obviously they like they just stopped randomly it just stopped life went on i didn't even really 
miss it. But having the kind of conversations that we have now about identity, relatability, um, and all of these programs that are like coming back from like our past and that are being revamped and redone, to have a black British channel, entertainment channel, come back, I didn't realise that I needed it. If you'd have asked me like before, I'd probably been like, oh, nah, like, no. But you know what? Nah, I do. I do because it was not only relatable, like I say, and like, ah, shit, like as a, like, a black Brit. It opened the door to like so, so many new artists that are like huge now. And as much as I love MTV Base and like these, you know, white owned companies, yeah, you will see like the like black people on there. But again, you've got you've got to have made it like big, be with a record label, signed big. I'm not saying that you've always sold out, but like you've got to have made it already. I didn't really feel like they helped, especially in, in American people at that. I don't really feel like those kind of channels really gave uh, black British artists like a stepping stone. Do you know what I mean? Like it, they weren't very like inclusive of that. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm very, very excited to see the return of Channel U and what they're going to bring and how it's going to be um, different because obviously social media is a thing now. It definitely wasn't before. Um, and TV series and programs are way more interactive now. So like they've got YouTube stuff and podcasts and, you know, like tw Twitter and Instagram. So it'll be really, really interesting to see how they come back and exciting really to see what other like black British talent um, that they're going to help and like put on. So big up. Um, there was a lady actually that bought the name. Uh, what was her name? So uh, the name of the lady um, who's the brains behind all of this is Lady Fury. Oh my God, I don't know how to say her name. It looks beautiful though. I think it's Coel Bupier. Coel Bupier, I think. Sorry if I butchered your name, babe, but let's go with the Lady Fury, like, way easier for me to say. So, um, yeah, she confirmed that she bought the legal rights of the legendary and popular grime TV station Channel U and is looking forward uh, to, you know, bringing back that 90s vibe, um, a real authentic, real, real station for us to just enjoy as, like, Brits. Do you know what I mean? Uh, she's saying that she wants to help push the youth and create fair job opportunities and just keep the scene alive and create more jobs, which I'm here for, especially in this time. So big up to you. Um, we love to see that it's still black owned. Um, and let's see this community just like just grow furthermore, because I feel like in England, we've got so much to offer. So that's going to be exciting. Let me know if you guys will are here for it. Are you guys here for it? Channel U return? Return of the Channel U. Return of the U. Return of the U. I'm here for it. Anyway, next. So I don't know whether you remember uh, a few weeks back, um, we spoke about Poland and how they'd reinforced this new um, homophobic law in a few of their big cities, um, creating LGBT free zones. Yeah, well, we cussed out their bumholes. Um, and I was reading in the Gay Times that 50 countries have called 
for the end to Poland's anti-LGBTQ discrimination, which finally, it took you guys a while, but like, we're here for it. So um, in recent years, uh, the Polish government have targeted sexual minorities and supported organizations that have often spread homophobia and hate. Um, and their ruling uh, law and justice party have inspired several towns, like I said before, to declare themselves as, you know, this LGBT free zone. Uh, as a result, that has put many, many LGBTQ plus citizens uh, at risk and vulnerable of being subject to prejudice and to violence. Uh, the letter, which was coordinated by Belgium's embassy in Warsaw, said that the Polish government is obliged to protect all citizens from violence and discrimination and to ensure that they enjoy equal opportunities. And then it ends by stating that human rights are universal and are universal and everyone, including LGBTQ plus people, are entitled to their full enjoyment. And that is something that everyone should support. Um, I'm glad that this is finally coming, that this is happening. I still don't understand how in the world a whole, well, I do because the world's fucked. But like, I don't understand how uh, Poland even managed to get as far as to have that in this big 2020. It'd be interesting to see what countries are on the list, but that was some that was some good news. You know, it's not just us getting the country together here at Get the Belt. Um, we've, we've got other countries that are also like not dickheads uh, coming to help fight the cause. So I'm going to be following that story and I'll be keeping you updated on that. Um, the UK, I don't know what I feel about this. I want you guys to let me know. So I was just doing a little, little, little scroll on the, on the Instagrams. And I saw that to honor Black History Month, which is October for me, it's every month. But like in Britain, our Black History Month is October. And the UK have painted, uh, some letter boxes, uh, post boxes, um, four at that. Um, four post boxes have been painted black to honor Black History Month. Now they look cute. They do. Obviously, the UK is very famous for you know the iconic red uh, post box. So to like switch it up is a nice little nod. But the fact that there's only four, like it's the four for me. Like it's the four for me. Um. Each post box uh, is set to honour black Britons who are considered significant figures in the black British community. Four. Okay, four. So the London post box uh, features, I think it was, Miss, yeah, it's Mr. Shawnee Bear um, and is located in Brixton. Sir Lenny is honoured in Belfast. Uh, Mr. Toll, who was the first black player for the Rangers, has been honoured uh, by um, his post box in Glasgow. And then Mrs. C. Cole in Cardiff. So I repeat, like it's the four for me. Like, inspirational, impactful Black Britons. You could think, like, is, this isn't me giving the belt, but, like, it, it could have been. But, like, I've got a different belt to give. But, like, four. Can you imagine? Like, brilliant nods. That would have been good. I would have liked it if you painted, like, 
almost every single motherfucking post box because I could even just off of my friends alone, I could think of four impactful black Britons. Yeah. Like so many, especially in the recent uh, movements that we've been having with Black Lives Matter, John Boyega speaking up. That's one fucking what's his name? Who got the BBC? All of them complaints. The the over 20,000 now. The dancer, the light skinned one. Jesus. Um, Banjo, Anthony, ba Banjo, oh my God. Let me even quickly look. Um, he did Britain's Got Talent. Britain's, ooh, Banjo. Oh my God, is it Banjo? I've... Ashley Banjo, boom. Ashley Banjo, paint one for him. Even his right-hand woman on the show, Britain's Got Talent uh, judge Alicia Dixon, who was in Mystique, who probably would have played on many times on fucking Channel U because they, they were a bop secretly, our little Destiny's child. <laughs> um, paint her. Like, there's so many. Kalechi Okafor, paint her. Bitch, paint one for me. No, I'm joking. But I'm... I'm no. Like, being realistic, I'm joking around. But honestly, there's way more than four... I think it's a great nod. Don't you agree? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. But I think it's a nice little gesture. I think it's nice. Obviously, there's so much more that we can do. But to like honour a few people by doing that, I think it's cute. But for me, it's, it's the four for me. You know, two of the people that they're honouring have since died. You know, like there are so many impactful amazing talented inspirational black britons that are doing such amazing work not just for being activists but just for well essentially they're being an activist by you know being successful in whatever they do and whatever their field is and being public about it because they're inspiring again another generation of young black people who haven't had people like that to look up to and aspire to and to say ah oh, wow i can make I can do this too. So I feel like they could have done... I feel like it was lazy. I feel like it was cute, but it was lazy. You know what I mean? Um, you guys let me know what you think. Do you think that's... Do you think it's a nice little nod? I think it's a nice nod, but it's the four for me. The four. Four. Laziness. Cute, but lazy. But uh, we move. Uh, so Khloe Kardashian um, was in the media recently for blackfishing. As you may or may not know, I um I've you know gone on to radio a few times, and I had one uh, interview or one discussion. I went on to BBC Five Live in the morning and was called to called to the show to discuss black fishing um what it means etc i think there's a post on my instagram about it somewhere so you can just scroll down and see what i like to think see what i think about black fishing and what it means etc now i don't necessarily think that she was black fishing here um some of you probably disagree and many of you will how she was compared to beyonce now, she posted some pictures of her. I think she's, yeah, she's got like a, a straight, a, a fuck knows if it's a wig or whatever. We don't, I, I never have a clue anymore with these um, celebrities. But uh, she just looks a bit darker than usual. Yeah. Um, 
But I wouldn't say that like she's like, of course, yeah, she's got lip filler. Okay, the more I speak, the more it, it may be deemed as blackfishing. But I'm standing by that it's not. Yes, she's got a little tan. Yes, she, you know, she, the, the whole family have got fucking Tupperware in their face. So her lips is all pushed up. But her nose isn't wider. Like, she never made her nose wider. She made it thinner. Um, and yeah, she just looks similar. They um, got some pictures up of Beyonce from back in the day. I think it was the check on it video and something else. And they do look similar. Only, beca only because of the... Of the of the of the colours, like she's got way too much fake tan on or whatever. Um, I don't feel like she was blackfishing. I honestly do not. Um, did I find it funny? Mm, not really, to be honest. Um, I do feel like we give these women, the Kardashians, like way too much time than they need. Like let's let's when they really be doing wild things, then let's call it out. But otherwise, I don't think. I just think she just did another another what's it called a catfish because we all know that chloe is out of all of the sisters we know that chloe ain't ain't what she appears to be on instagram um i would say it's more catfishing than blackfishing uh but that's just me you know um yeah otherwise pretty irrelevant story um oh speaking of like black black britishness and excellence uh so all of the episodes of desmond are coming to netflix i was mad yeah because again i actually i maybe watched like one or two episode of des of desmond um god knows why i've i like i know it but i never i wasn't into it growing up i was always on that american shit like i was watching um my wife and kids one-on-one -on -one, moesha so like i was vexed when netflix did gave us nice things or gave the people of the united states nice things and reloaded all of these like old black classics like the parkers and stuff like that but we didn't but they're now giving us in the uk desmond so i like i said i didn't watch it growing up I don't know. I really don't know why that was. Uh, did you guys watch it? Did you, were you into it? Like, because I know it's like a big thing. When he, he's a Jamaican man. Um, and yeah, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know. But that's given me something, you know, something to learn about our history and some more black British shit um, that I can be more familiar with. So I'm very, very excited to watch the episodes of Desmond. Um, so I can really get to know more about, you know, the people that were there before. Um, and just have a little laugh. I think it's a comedy. So that's definitely one thing I'll be watching. What else would I, what else would I want to be on Netflix? That's older black. Oh my gosh. I'm actually struggling. Oh my God. There was, oh my God. What was that show where, where one of them like worked in like a hamburger place? And, oh, my days. It was in the Tr Tracy Beaker kind of era. And there was the two black girls. I think they were twins. Were they twins? They're all really young. Shit, it's a kiddies program. It's on, like, CBBC or something. Shit. And one of them had magic powers. It was almost like our own little That's So Raven, I think. He wasn't psychic. I can't remember. Maybe I'm getting it confused. But it was set in London. And you saw them sometimes in school. Fuck. If you know what I'm talking about, please let me know because clearly uneducated. I'm trying to think what else has happened that I said I was going to quickly discuss. Channel you. 
I feel like that's it, guys. I feel like that is really, really it. Other than this new rule, this 10pm rule. How are you guys finding it? The 10pm rule. Now, I thought I was going to hate it. I really thought that just as I'm getting into the swing of things, I'm going to be vex but you know what i'm actually enjoying it i don't know about you guys but obviously you know i'm a performer so my industry is still fucking being raped right left and center and we're not getting any help so yeah pray for us and speak to your politicians your local mps please because um yeah we matter um and we're not low-skilled workers like fucking boris's puppet decided to say that we are wow because i spent over ninety thousand pound on my training and my development of uh you know skills <laughs> but we move um yes this 10 this 10 p.m rule and curfew i'm here for it i like it it means i i drink a little bit less sometimes you know because pre-drinking is a thing um and i spend less money but i can still have a good night and have a good sleep like i'm so used to going out going out and i know like a lot of us do this like especially like when we're like young early 20s we be going out till two three in the morning sometimes four or five and then waking up at like nine sometimes earlier to get to work the next day and like that that even if you get a like, good night's sleep after that like, i feel like getting the fact that you've been up that long that day and stayed out so late and like drank at that time in the morning after your body's done a whole day, it really like fucks you up. And I feel like I've not experienced that since this 10 p.m. thing. So like I'm here for it secretly, like, you know, dates, if they're like awkward, like you don't have to worry about, you know, we've got this whole night. Cause nah, it finishes at 10. Like we have, when you're out with your friends, with your group of six, because we're abiding by the rules. Uh, you can go out and, you know, you can get drunk, have a meal and be home and in bed by 11, 11.30. Like, that is nice things for me. But maybe I'm getting old now. I'm, I'm fucking 29 next month. Do you know what I mean? Oh, shit. But yeah, that is it this week for Miles Measures. We're really flying through this one this week. It's going to be, I think, the shortest episode I've ever done. Right. Okay, so now it's time for Get the Belt. <sighs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
So my belt this week goes to Formula One. So earlier on this week, Lewis Hamilton wore a T-shirt that said, arrest the cops who killed Brianna Taylor. Okay. He was stood with two of his, I don't know, teammates, whatever, that had tops that said, um, end racism on. Formula One quickly, with, with all the energy, quickly came for him, saying that he should not be wearing that, and they're looking to investigate it. It has since been said by them that they're no longer investigating him for wearing that quote-unquote political T-shirt. It is political. Their argument was that, you know, this isn't a political space. It's not about that. The, everything is fucking political, okay? The fact that you've... Lewis Hamilton, even being who he is as a black man in that industry, is known for that. That's political. Um, I want to big up his sponsors, um... He was he's sponsored by Mercedes and they were very quick to come forward and say that they supported his wearing of the shirt. Um, and they took social media to say that we're not bringing politics into Formula One. These are human rights issues that we are trying to highlight and raise awareness of. There's a big difference. I agree somewhat with that because, yes, it is human rights issues, but it is fucking political. It is fucking political. And the fact that they came so quickly, like it's ironic, look how long it took for investigations to pursue following the, the killing and the murder of Breonna Taylor and countless other black people by the police. It takes so long to get, it, it takes riots and fucking movements and protests for these things to get kicked off. But the minute a black person takes a knee, the minute a black person, you know, doesn't want to sing a national anthem. The minute a black person wears a t-shirt or goes on a peaceful protest, everyone is fucking up in arms about that. The organisations that be, the patriarchy that be, that flip out. That's not acceptable. Killing of a black woman, killing of a, track, uh, of a trans woman, the killing of a black body or the harming of it, that will take them 12 years a motherfucking slave to, uh, to initiate or even have the idea about investigating something like that. So my belt this week goes out to um, Formula One for even saying, oh, we're going to investigate this. Investigate what, bruv? So you saw this man wearing a T-shirt that, that is saying, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. You're seeing people wearing T-shirts that say, um, end racism. And you're mad. And you're mad. You're vex. You're fuming. You want to do investigate. You want to chastise and silence those that are trying to talk the thing, in the words of Beyonce, why is that? Okay, why is that? Because you yourselves are fucking racist. That's the only. That's the only explanation. Explanation that that this presents to me. Let me know if I'm wrong, but I really don't think that I am. How he he didn't even wear it whilst racing. He put the t-shirt on before the race. He did his tings. He won the tings, and then he put on the t-shirt again. And you're and you're vex. For what reason? What reason? You know, it angers me that you, people are forever saying, oh, why are you going down and burning shops? Why are you guys angry so much? Why are you doing this? It's all so violent. Oh, it's so aggressive. But you put on a fucking T-shirt. Yeah, I live in the ghetto. Still recording from home. Pandemic. You put on a fucking T-shirt. 
and do the things that are deemed as peaceful and you're still getting silenced for it and you're still we still get backlash are you mad and then people want to say oh, racism doesn't exist we're trying to fight this people are trying to speak out in so many different ways that are peaceful and we get chastised we get into trouble and it's just difficult. It's just fucking tiring. I've never really been a fan of um, Formula One. I've never really watched it. The only time I m vaguely like got on board was because there was a black man years ago. A black man came. Lewis Hamilton. Killing it. Killing it. I felt inspired. Let me actually watch this thing. He's a black British man. Let me watch this thing. Doing bits. And you're telling him that he possibly broke one or more rules. And could be fined for wearing that t-shirt. Omar, let me know where that money goes. Let me know where that money goes. You're saying it's not political. Yet all of the cars that you've got. All of the cars that you've got driving there in the uniform. Advertisements everywhere. Yes, it might not be political. But there will definitely be businesses that necessarily don't support, you know, equality and anti-racist movements. Formula One being one of them, obviously, because you should have endorsed this. The fact that you spoke out to say, oh, we're not going to do this. You're basically saying black lives don't matter. Don't bring this here. Are you mad? Are you fucking mad? So for the body and the whole cabinet, there's probably, watch, I, this is what I mean. I bet there's not even a fucking black person on the cabinet there or on the board who make any of the decisions there because I highly doubt had there been a black person, you know, in the, um, in the team of Formula One in their governing body, uh, I bet if there was a black or brown person there, they would, they would not have done anything but applaud Lewis Hamilton and his uh, colleagues for wearing those T-shirts. Because there's nothing fucking wrong with it. That's what we need to be doing right now. So that just infuriated me to think that we are still living in a world where Lewis Hamilton, that's his career. He has to go there knowing that if he speaks his truth about black lives mattering, about injustices that are happening in, in, in injustices, sorry, that are happening in the world. <clears throat> he is in a place where that is not welcome. Don't do that, Lewis. Imagine so yeah, a short and sweet belt for the cunts over there at F1 who thought, oh yeah, this would be a wise move to silence him for wearing a fucking t-shirt. A fucking t-shirt. Um, so yeah, my belt goes out to the people there at Formula One because you, you still, after this whole movement and where we are in 2020, after we've had protests and, and so many things have been done and said on social media across all different... Um, Lanes of entertainment down to Britain's Got Talent uh, when we had um, Mr. Banjo and uh, Mrs. Miss, D Miss Dixon wearing their Black Lives Matter things. The only people that were up in arms about that are the racists that made complaints. But but this time it's you, Formula One. You, your own, your big self. Are you are the ones that are saying, "Oh, don't be doing this. This is political." Why is it? It just gets me vexed because it's just sheer racism. It's sheer racism. That's all it is. If you're not for the movement, wherever, then you're against it. Okay. And if you're against it, then you're fucking racist. And I ain't got time for it. So my belt this week goes out to Formula One. Do better, hire black people and apologise. How about that? Well, that is it for this week's episode of Get the Belt. It was short, it was sweet. 
you know, it's not every day, two hours in the studio. We've got shit to do. Um, thank you so much for listening. Sorry I didn't read out any questions uh, today. Um, I, don't, I, didn't, I, I didn't get around to doing that. But next week, I guarantee you, we are going to be reading out more questions. So if you do have any questions, uh, please send them to contact agathabellpod.com. Make sure you follow us on our socials. Um, let us know. Let me know. Um, your thoughts on the things and the topics that were discussed this week uh thank you again for the people that reached out as i was you know out of action the past couple of weeks but you know we're back i'm here giving you the things we're having conversations we're cutting out brands and people that need to get the belt and this week it was formula one little ras clarts um shout out again to uh kevin who inspired my word of the week this week i'm too nice for grinder amen i might even call I might even call the episode that. And yeah, I look forward to tuning in with you guys next week and hearing your thoughts on the socials about this week's episode. Have a fucking smashing week, guys, and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Get the Belt. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.